This is episode 82 of SETI BIMCO. Ooh. 32 of SETI BIMCO Part 2 The Revenge, the, the big Ooh. Halloween episode. Later, we're going to talk about Return to Boggy <laughs> Creek. And also, we oh, answer no. the old age. No, also, we answer the, the age old question. <laughs> and the age old question. question. Did Queen Elizabeth ever get revenge? on Winston Churchill for the time he sat on her pet frog, Sir William Chesterson Watson IV. Okay, go to song. It's Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. It is Seti Bimco The Revenge. We're going to make up revenge sequels too. Return to Boggy Creek. And before we get started... We pick a wild card question that we're going to answer at the end of the movie. And at the end of Return to Bobby Creek, to Bobby Creek, that's a different movie. The re- <laughs> that could, might as well have been this movie. Return to Bobby Creek. We're going to ask on the fly which uh-huh. character from Bobby Creek would be most likely, who from this movie, Return to Bobby Creek, would be most likely to 26. Who's most likely to start their day? With the distinct feeling that a Sasquatch is in their outhouse. Ooh, what a good one for this episode. It's almost like you wrote all these after watching the original Boggy Creek, so they all have something to do with Sasquatch. Yes, that's, that's basically what happened. Whew. So off the top a of Sasquatch our heads. Sasquatch is in their outhouse. George writes these down. Because we get to the end, I'm like, what? What were we talking about? I'm drunk. <laughs> okay. Okay, I found no revenge news story. So let's. I did. Uh, I found one. You yeah, didn't, you didn't send it to me. I didn't send it to you because I wanted to read it. If you don't mind. Okay. All right. Wow. So uh, we are out. America's foremost revenge-themed podcast, and Tim <laughs> has expressed his inability to find heartwarming stories <laughs> of revenge because revenge, by its very nature, tends to be blood-curdling and upsetting. Mm-hmm. I found one this week. Okay. From the website, ndtv.com. Are you ready for this, Tim? I'm ready. Man has disagreement with daughter. Mm -hmm. Her revenge is too funny to be missed. There have been several instances where fathers have replied hilariously to their daughters. Mm -mm. You know this is going to be good. Yes. A man has shared a sweet revenge. Her daughter, well, that's a mistake, took after a minor (laughs) disagreement over an issue. She prepared, the daughter prepared a notice of father on sale and put it outside the door of her house. The eight-year-old also placed a bid for her father at 200,000 rupees. What? Wait. Sharing a phone. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Yes. I'm worried now. No, you, well, sharing the photo of the notice on X, formerly Twitter, the man added a funny note. That he thinks he is not valued enough. The post has amassed more than 28,000 views and several users have reacted to it. That's, what do you think? That, that was it? There's no background? Well, what, 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 what country? Uh, well, rupees makes yeah. me think it's India. Oh, they, they're not even telling you. I, I think if I was going to NDTV, I would know this. Did, um, you, get, did you get this off of Reddit? No, I, this is how I got this. I, I, I don't know how you get your heartwarming revenge stories. For me, I typed in the word revenge into the search bar on Google, then hit news. And show sure enough, this came up on the front page. What? Uh, I just mm-hmm. get bloody 
terrible things. So I have to type in revenge against cat and or revenge against cute boy or whatever and hope to get well, something. We've talked about this before, Tim. The thing is, is that, you know, search engines get to know the people who put it in there. <laughs> And they do kind there are with this is true. Yes. Like this is why you always get monkeys masturbating and stuff. <laughs> they know that you are naturally gravitated towards the dark and uh-huh. mysterious. I'm I gravitate towards people being sold by their children, apparently. That's why I get Hitler wants revenge. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So this this uh, daughter, did, did she succeed in selling her father? And when you read this, was it written mistakenly the father what what did it say? He well. Here's what I, the dad wrote. Okay, father for sale, two hundred thousand rupees. Ring bell for more info. Is what the note said. Okay, okay. and the do- the father wrote a minor disagreement, and eight year old decided to put up a father for sale notice so out of our apartment door. Me thinks I am not valued enough, and then a sad emoji face. So this this is just a. <laughs> this, this just is, happened. This is this is, click, this, is fr- this is clickbait. Right. Well, this no, this is no, this is fucking fresh news. <laughs> but it's clickbait because the father laughed, took the sign down. He end he of story. didn't laugh. No, you know no, because this is where this it ends badly. Oh, yeah. I thought these were heartwarming. Well, so he added more context. Here's some additional context. He said, "She asked me my monthly salary before making that note. Mm-hmm. Then she shrugged and kept this amount because it was too bored to add more zeros." He said in a follow-up post. He's kind of dropping the hint that he's so wealthy. By the way, Tim, do you know how much 200,000 rupees is I in don't. American dollars? I don't. Well, I did the math. Of course. It's $2,401.34. Oh, yeah. He is undervalued. He, does pff, he, I don't know. I don't know what this guy does. Well, does he have both arms and both legs? Then mm. he's undervalued. He, you know, <laughs> his name if is you, melancholic. So maybe he's just a sad guy. I'm afraid to make this That's... joke because you're going to show me a picture of him with no arms. But if he had no arms, maybe he's worth two thousand. <laughs> uh, just... Tim, are you are you going after the less abled? <laughs> no, I'm just. Sounds like Jeez. you are. I am not. Listeners, if you are through no fault of your own or even through fault of your own missing a limb, please oh. understand that I at least value you fully as a human being, and would <laughs> not hesitate to place a monetary value equal to or even greater. Than that of a person who just happens to have all their limbs. You're destroying comedy. No, That's no, all. you have. What if? <laughs> what if I wanted to buy him to play chess? What's going to happen? Well, I mean, he it doesn't say the guy could play chess. <laughs> so now he's worth about fifteen hundred. Thing is, this is what's upsetting about the story. As of press time, a representative mm-hmm. of the Indian government showed up the door, paid the amount, and took him away. What? Yeah, this, this is not. This is not a real story. No, this part is real. Are you, you're, I think you didn't send this to me, so I'm waiting for the other shoe to fall. You're, just, you're doing a bit. I'm going to send it to you right now, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you're doing a bit. It's just like, nope. Right. Go check your replies to the invite, you bastard. Everybody just wanted to like point out this is what happens. Tim rules over Seti Bimco with an iron <laughs> fist. And when you do anything, like if I write a list, he gets upset. He writes competitive, <laughs> competing lists. I do. He steals my revenge stories. I do see the story. He spends all day fishing, trying to get little details out of me for what I might be leaning towards after watching the movie. And then he tries to sabotage me. He sneaks into my house. He hides things, (laughs) books, dinosaurs in the freezer. Who knows what else he does? (laughs) 
<laughs> Who knows what this man has done to my bathrooms? I, Tim I see, Hamilton is a menace. Okay, yeah. Uh, Heartwarming revenge, wouldn't you say? I guess so. I hope I hope he's okay. No, nah, he's, he's not. They hope he's they just arms. there's a follow up story. Uh, he no. he found him on the side of a road. Now you're in uh, in New Delhi with no arms and no legs, and he and <laughs> he had two thousand rupees just stapled to him because they're like he's not worth <laughs> it now, according to Tim Hamilton. <laughs> It's fucked up. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. I like this. I like this power that you abuse. I, that's not power. I'm glad you took the initiative. No, I'm. I'm gonna write some lists now. Just you fucking wait. You're gonna be fucking sad. I never said you couldn't. Oh yeah. Well now you're now. I know. Doesn't matter what you say. I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm writing lists. I'm gonna wait until we have just enough of a groove going. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I have a list. <laughs> I've I know never, how this works. I've never interrupted a groove. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> All you do is interrupt grooves. Listeners, you agree? Listen and write to us, Seti Bimco with an e at the end, gmail.com. Tell us, does Tim interrupt grooves? Also, write in and tell us what Flo's catchphrase is. Is that still going on, or have we already awarded oh, that? By the time this airs, I think we will have picked a name. So, uh, okay, I'll do another contest. Yeah, we'll do another contest, but don't write in for that one. Uh, speaking of movies, can I issue an apology? Wait, are we going to the movie? Yeah, I think so, right? Well, I have one thing to say. It won't, it won't, okay. it won't be a long discussion. The, right. Last week, I listed facts about Chicago, because the movie took place in Chicago, and I said the zipper was invented in Chicago. George thought Japan. Yeah. And I looked on the internet, because I thought, yeah, I wonder where it was invented. And I looked up, uh, when I looked it up, the internet said Germany. So I don't know so- where... The zipper was invented. Don't write in letters complaining. We've got a That's... bunch of new listeners in Germany, so especially you in Germany. Uh, the zipper was invented in Germany. I, I believe it. I don't know. Like I couldn't. What I, if... I couldn't track That's down the weird. fact. Where did you get the idea? It came from Chicago on a website about Chicago. <laughs> so Chicago's, oh, Chicago's <laughs> stealing glory from Germany. <laughs> I know the reason I thought it was invented in Japan because the YKK that's on like every zipper is apparently because it is a Japanese company. Oh well, you can make that match with good editing. They make a lot of toothbrushes, but you know, people in Finland invented the, to- the toothbrush. Hmm. So. Yeah, and in you know uh, in Italy they make a lot of noodles, but in China they invented pasta. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Let's say other things that are true. <laughs> it's true. Um, that, is that a segue? It's true that <laughs> <laughs> movie time. When is this episode airing, Tim? This is Halloween. This is our big scary movie. Oh fuck, <laughs> folks! I. <laughs> So here's a little backstory. Yeah. Uh, a while ago, as one of my movie picks, I chose Boggy Creek 2, The Legend Continues. It was the it was the sequel by Charles Pierce to the 1972 classic Boggy Creek, which mm-hmm. then we all, The Legend of Boggy Creek, which you also did. Which Those I two episodes, yeah, I think Tim and I both really liked these episodes. Listeners seem to like these episodes. We love <laughs> Sasquatches in general here at Seti Bimco. And learning that there was a sequel that Charles Pierce had nothing to do with, but and and a sequel to Boggy Creek that lands in between these two movies. Right. The first Boggy Creek comes out in '72, grosses like something insane, like in '72, like for forty million dollars. It's bananas. This thing is an enormous hit. And then I was never able to find exactly how this happened, 
But this movie, Tim, did you get the year for the return to Boggy Creek? The movie we're doing today. I believe it's 77. <clears throat> no, because that's when oh, Boggy yes, Creek I 2 see, is. I did it. 77. December 23rd. Really? 1977. And when the hell was Return to Boggy? When was Boggy oh, Creek 2? that was like 80 or something. The women were what? in 80s. Remember those women? They were wearing 80s fashion. She was worried about her nails. Holy her... shit, that was 85. Yes, yeah, later. That's much later. Oh, okay. She, she was wearing leg warmers. <laughs> All sorts of 80s stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of feathered hair. Listening to the new uh, Yes album after they regrouped. Mm, yes, that's how you go with Not Duran Duran. Come on. <laughs> so this is 77's Return to Boggy Creek. And all the stuff I read online indicated that this is a lesser sequel. And apparently the whole reason that Boggy Creek 2, The Legend Continues, which is actually the third Boggy Creek was made, is because Charles Pierce was very offended. He was not included in the making of this film. I don't know how that happened. Uh yeah, I don't. I couldn't find. I couldn't even find out for sure, Tim, if this was a theatrical release or some sort of weird TV movie. Well, it's it's like an after-school special, as I told George. Yeah, it's so, and it's okay. This movie, I was a little hopeful. Sequel, Bigfoot, starring Don Wells, aka Marianne from Gilligan's Island, starring Dana Plato, mm-hmm. aka the Big Sister on Different Strokes, and I think maybe she killed somebody or something later. All those kids got in trouble, sadly. Yeah, they all did. They all killed people. So like and I think it's her first role. So I'm like, okay, this would be interesting. This movie was not interesting. This movie was not scary. And it's (laughs) hard for me to think of floating a bigger turd (laughs) for us to have to review on of all days. Halloween. I loved it. Did you really? Well, I mean, all the uh, come on. Going to talk about catfish Kool-Aid. That's true. Okay. So I have to tell you some big facts before we start that we've established. No. Is this a list? Facts oh. we established in other Bucky Creek movies. Fook, <laughs> Arkansas, has a lot uh-huh. of dead hippies because this comes from the movie uh, Easy Rider. You know, you, you ride your motorcycles what? down south. You get shot Easy by Rider. some... Uh, you, did you ever see Easy Rider? Am I going to ruin the ending of Easy Rider for you? No, but I just never knew that that's why you were bringing up the dead hippies. Well, yeah, they, they ride their bikes down south and some uh, hicks uh, just shoot them. Yeah. So sorry. All right. If you if you never saw Easy Rider, uh, back this up and don't listen to it. Wait, wait. Do you hear that? What? That was thousands of Seti Bimco <laughs> listeners turning this <laughs> off and never returning. On his website, Fantastic Movie Musings and Ramblings, David Sindlar gave the film a negative review, calling it an unoriginal and silly story that is not particularly well written with highly variable acting. Yeah, I so, read that review too. Oh, okay. Highly variable acting is a. There's some people who are performing and some people who are not. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. You want to give us the plot since you chose this over, overview before we get yeah. going? Yeah. Okay. Like in a quasi sequel to the Boggy Creek, a group of kids go out into the swamp to find the monster. They're actually following some other people. We'll get into that more. And find the monster, and not as all is not as it seems. Nope. Their, yep. their names are Evie Joe, T Fish, and <laughs> T Fish, and, and John David or John Paul. Sorry, John Paul. Yeah. What was with T Fish? He couldn't talk. I know, but like the name, <laughs> I meant. I don't know. Like, what is that short for? What fish is he? Tadpole fish. Uh... That's, that's a, they're in a fish. I thought Tiburon like a shark, but that kid, that kid is not. Nah, he didn't speak Spanish. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. 
So this movie, there are a few. Go listen to our other bo- Boggy Creeks. Like I said, they're some of our best episodes, in my opinion, and definitely in Tim's opinion too. This does take a few nods from Boggy Creek, and I'll I'll try to point them out. One of the things it takes a nod from, it starts out with some I would say pretty legit, pretty footage of a swamp. Yeah, not You're as just kind of going through. Not as good. It's definitely. I think, I can't believe this. This is going to be Tim. We're going to be giving so many compliments to Charles Pierce. In this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we're going through a swamp, and like you're just seeing stuff, and there's a lot of ambient noise. There's mm-hmm. not really any music. Um, it's kind of like cool it settles in and then suddenly somebody pulls up like a catfish it makes this like ah noise i just want to tell you i was watching this movie with three of my cats yeah and they all jumped when that happened and one of them ran out of the room (laughs) like just the mood was so set for this calmness and then like (laughs) ah (laughs) and we see the three children who unfortunately like I thought like this would be more of a movie about Don Wells. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe some of the other adults who are billed. Never this is really or animals or watch movies with children. Like where they're the main characters. <laughs> no. Cause we really, this is a child's movie yes. starring. So there's Evie Joe, Dana Plato, who is oddly older than the other two. Yeah. There's her little brother, Jean Paul, who I don't know. There's nothing to say about him. He sucks. No. And but nobody sucks as bad as T Fish, <laughs> who's this little blonde boy who is mute and sucks. Oh, he didn't say he anything. How could he suck? Yeah, because uh, I'll tell you why we'll get up to it. Because <laughs> okay. he sucks. <laughs> Evie Joe likes Nancy Drew. We have to say. Yeah, that's her defining character trait. She loves Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys to a lesser degree, and she has uh, at, at various times in the movie she has a uh, investigation kit. Yeah. That she pulls out. This could have been fun, but I already I was like, "Oh, this stinks of stinky kid movie," and it did. Because the way they hang out in the swamp, I thought she she uh, would more idolize Mark Twain. <laughs> Don't worry, he's not returning. But I thought this was like a Mark Good. Twain movie. I hate to say, it, Mark Twain is not welcome on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Why not? He, he because has he is coming. Down home sayings that help people. Nope. No, he's <laughs> supposed to be. He's supposed to be like a wit, a wit, witty bon vivant. And he just comes in and just says weird, <laughs> bewildering. No, that, I'm Tim. I'll tell you something. What? I think the Mark Twain that appears for a podcast is not real. I think he might be an imposter. <laughs> he might be. I actually have reason to believe that Mark Twain maybe died a hundred years ago. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, it's just, I'm just saying. Theory. It's yeah. You're getting into these conspiracy theories. I know. I've been, yeah, I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube. All right. So um, the three of the kids, like the three very little kids who are going to be our main characters, God help us, are on this like little boat in the swamps and they're fishing for catfish. Yep. Tim, I want you to take this part because I know that you loved this element. Oh, is this where the old men show up? No, no. What? Well, that is another part you should oh, talk. I'm jumping What are they it. using to catch their catfish? Oh, the cat, oh, yes, the catfish Kool-Aid. I yeah, didn't quite Tim, notice it first because my sound quality was bad. It wasn't until the old there men was, were talking. I was like, what? What, is oh, really? what are they using? Catfish Kool-Aid. Oh, so you missed this line where well, they're talking. So yes, I, I'll set this up because okay. you actually did miss this part. We talked about this afterwards. The kids are going through the swamp. And what they do is apparently they leave traps for these catfish. Yes. With little bottles of, I guess it's slowly leaking into the swamp. 
of yeah. some sort of concoction called it's, catfish Kool-Aid. It's poisoning fish, yes. It's, <laughs> so, well, it's probably. Well, we do know one of the elements in it because they mention in this thing Dana Plato, who's doing all the talking, because of the three kids, one is mute, the other one is John Paul, who's just like a mouth breather. Yeah. <clears throat> She's like, I don't even know what's in that catfish Kool-Aid. Like, what is it that smells so bad? Must be the rotten alligator leg eggs. Yes. So we know there's that. Yes. And they're catching catfish because it turns out they actually have a burgeoning business with this. Yeah. It's a secret formula. Yeah. Uh, then we get the old man, George. Come, can we? Can we talk well, about that? I, I, is it worth mentioning that T-Fish <laughs> like, has like a slingshot and he shoots like oh, little... Yeah. And like it's weird because like like John Paul's like why are you shooting little wood bit with that you can't kill anything with that, and Dana Plato's like Evie Joe she's like, T fish doesn't like to kill yeah and we thought I thought this would play off into something mm-hmm. it doesn't yeah, this movie's she not says, good he doesn't like to kill because the world don't move to the beat of just one drum, what might be right <laughs> for you may not be right for some. A man is born. <laughs> he's a man of means. Is he? Oh, I thought he was the man of steel. <laughs> He's the man of steel. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was about Superman. Wait, different strokes. Let me get this right. Gary Coleman was not playing Superman in different strokes. Oh, that whole, that the whole show is very different now. I have to (laughs) reevaluate that. Did you know he had a show at later called the amazing world of DC Collins? Nope. Gary Coleman did. And this is just, I don't remember what happened. I was, Fallen asleep, and I heard the commercial for the Amazing World of DC Collins, and I uh-huh. called my friend and said, "Hey, there's a new show about DC Comics, the Amazing World of DC Comics. It's on TV." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "What are you talking about? It's a new Gary Coleman show from Different Strokes." And I lay back down. I, I love <laughs> my stomach <laughs> hurt. <laughs> I was like, suddenly I was tired again. I pulled my Hulk pajamas back on, bitterly wept. I love these like little like disappointments to your childhood that you remember so vividly that they come up like this. All right. So now after like nailing some catfish, but noting that a lot of their catfish Kool-Aid traps are missing and they suspect it's the work of Bruno. Bruno. We'll meet Bruno later. He's the yeah. villain of the piece. Him he's, and oh, he's him and Nellie, whatever he, her name is. Well, uh, you know, I don't know if her name was Nellie, but she was definitely Nellie. We'll get yeah. to her. Yeah. Uh, Bruno is the Darth Vader of this movie. No, he's not. He sucks. <laughs> Um, then they the kids return with their meager catch, although it's still, I guess, pretty good. And Tim, <laughs> you take away the old man because this is like this is prime fucking Hamilton. Except these were the worst old men I've ever seen in any movie because their <laughs> their acting was so bad. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I, he had the worst accent, Bayou accent or Louisiana accent, whatever he was uh, trying to yeah, do. Yeah, this is worth mentioning. Like, uh, I do tend to think of Cajuns as being a Louisiana phenomena, and I understand Arkansas <laughs> is directly above Louisiana, but they're pretty big states. There is a guy who's just like, he sounds like Gambit from the X-Men. He's like, oh, et tu fais gumbo, et mon ami. It's insane. And I'm like, I, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like Cajuns aren't real people. Oh, what? Apologies to our Cajun listeners, uh, but I feel like the entire thing is like a joke that a certain subsect of people <laughs> is putting us like that accent. Like, no. I mean, I've heard it. I've met people who speak it, but I think they're pulling my leg. OK, I'm going to move on. Yep. Before we right. lose those listeners. Well, right. <laughs> but there are, well tell us the, the big who are the guys. They, they argue with each other. It's John and Bo, right? Mm-hmm. And they just argue and argue and who has the biggest collection of Lockhorn cartoons and. 
Yeah, because uh, yeah, who has the biggest they're, cor- they're at- corns on their toes? Who has the most hard candy? You know, all that stuff. They're also uh, they're they're arguing about gars. Gar. I caught the biggest gar. Wow, you and, and I wasn't sure. We if learned that there's was apparently a gator or a catfish. I wasn't sure. Oh, a gar is uh, it's a type of fish. Okay, I didn't know. They're these very large freshwater fish. They almost look like barracuda. They're pretty awesome. Oh, see, I yeah. didn't know. Look them up, folks. Uh, some people think that some lake monsters are actually sightings of gar. Wow. That's why yeah, you gar know go back this. to the yeah yeah because they go back to the Cretaceous <gasps> period. They're, wow. They somehow survive. They're just cool. They look scary. They're big scary fish. I'm look them up. Yep, I've probably seen them. You probably have. One of these old men is the grandfather to the children. Mm-hmm. The other old man, Uncle Bo, the the Cajun corn fried guy. We don't know. Is well, they call him Uncle Bo, <laughs> okay. but I couldn't decide. He Uncle Bo. We know he's twenty years older than the grandpa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all we know. Because he's got bigger corns on his toes. His, yeah, because there is a, there's a with, with Tim's alluding to. There's a long scene where they like it's, we see these old men peeling their shoe leathers off, oh, like I know. like an overripe banana. I passed out. And like they're they just wiggle their gnarly looking feet, and they're just measuring their corns. Then they say, "Now it's for a corn eating contest," and they start nibbling on it. Ugh. Folks, out of this hour twenty minute movie, a full hour is just close ups of Uncle Bo. And grandpa nibbling on each other's corns. Yeah, they op- That's right. I said each other's because they switch feet. <laughs> That's after they, they open their shoes with a can opener, just like in a Popeye cartoon. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they eat spinach because they say you need some greens with all this corn. Why are we talking about this? But they're worried the kids Set. are going to encounter Big Bay Thai. That's what they call the creature. Yeah. Okay. I like and let's name. address this. You do? Sure. It's because this movie's I, got nothing. Except I, Catfish Kool-Aid and Big Bay Thai. I hated it. So this is a sequel to Boggy Creek. The original Boggy Creek is like a docudrama. It's like with like, a, it interviews a lot of real residents of Fook, Arkansas, mm-hmm. um, which actually they never say this is Fook, do they? They just call it Boggy Creek. That's true. Yeah. Uh, people who had these alleged real encounters, with this creature, and it's, it's very much filmed as like, actually a lot of the people play themselves, like recreating their supposed sightings of the real Fook monster and pretend I'm doing air quotes for real. That's why I was upset. There's with no this mention movie, of it being called no crab yeah? trees. No crab trees. No. Well, yeah. Let's address that. <laughs> it's so, very sad. I was you watch the trees. first movie, and there's I would say there's like two dozen people like who play themselves and do recreations of their quote unquote real life sightings. Mm-hmm. Um, about <laughs> half of those people have the last name Crabtree. <laughs> Uh, they all, for some reason, changed their first name in the recreations. We'll get to that. But there's nary a fucking crab tree to be seen in this movie. Nope. That was very sad. I, very sad. Yeah. And also, in the first movie, there's no fucking mention of the creature being called Big Bay Tie. No. I and also, know. what the fuck is that? <laughs> I bro- If you Cajun break the syllables up. <laughs> why? <laughs> Maybe I'm ignorant. But are there Cajuns in Arkansas? I, I don't know. Like, they could move there. They can move up I the road. Are there Cajuns <laughs> there are. in Just, Arkansas? John, John would have argued with Bo about it. I know. <clears throat> it says they're fucking Louisiana French. They could move. Why, why do you think they I guess could they, move? I, I, okay. You're saying they don't you have cars? Move. They don't. They don't have arms to drive a car with? Just like that guy. They in could India? just walk in their feet. The guy had the car. The guy had the corns to show he does some walking. <laughs> they could what drive. I'm getting at. Okay, okay. How about this? Because he drives, and John's like, 
you drive like you drive like a blind hippie in a Florida snowstorm. And they think, Who's John? John is Bo's uh, Bo's friend. John, the father, and Uncle Bo, the grandfather. Yeah. Oh, okay, he, I thought you were talking about our erstwhile co-host John, John Kelly. No, John, John and Bo, they are you. Okay. And John says you're well, stupid. Here's, as okay, a here's Minnesota my problem. Mosquito looking for blood in a Georgia cow patty. God, he's going to do this again. I want to make my point before you go into okay. a weird regional naming contest. So speaking of regions, the Cajuns associated with with Louisiana, yes. the monster associated with Arkansas. Right. Why does the Louisianan get to name give the monster his fucking fake Cajun name? I don't know. This... There's no mention of Big Bay Tie in the first one. Nobody calls him, oh, Big Bay Tie, he the monster. No, <laughs> they call it the Boggy Creek Monster, the Fook Monster. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with the scriptwriter? It's like, let's name a big bay tie. That means nothing. They didn't want to get sued, George. No, they had the rights. Oh, okay. They called the movie Boggy Creek. Right. If you look hmm. at the poster, it looks just like the original poster. It just shows the Boggy Creek monster chasing three shitty little kids. We should have his uh, his son, the, the director, the original director. Have his son on. Ask what happened. Holy f- All right, Tim. I love what you're suggesting. <laughs> I would love to try. It's actually his daughter who controls the rights. Oh, okay. We're going to have to go back in, though, and change all the horrible things we say about his son shirtless, Tim. Because she might agree to do this. Then she'll listen and she'll be like, oh, hell no. These people have dragged my brother through the Arkansas mud like a was, North Kentucky mud dragger. It was, oh, stole your joke. You did. It was all good fun. It was a good fun. All right. So Big Bay ties the fucking monster. Fuck you, fucking movie. <clears throat> and some some uh, Perkins. Perkins and his family are visiting from out of town, and they're at a they're at Bucky Creek or they're at Fook. I forget what the sign said. There's a sign. So yeah, now we leave our characters briefly, and we see um, Perkins. This guy named Perkins. Perkins, remember that he's name. in he's in this amazing green. Oh, for Tim. Yeah. <laughs> That is a very Tim name, by the way. <laughs> They're in this amazing like, green and white van that looks like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles might be in it. <laughs> and his kids are de- like, they- there is a sign that says Boggy Creek. He's like, yeah. you stay close now here. <laughs> Even though they're big city people. The kid goes out of the water and goes, Dad, it's a bear. He's like, what do you mean? There ain't no bears in these parts. Just hippies. And in the so in the distance, like yes. probably would it be like if you really saw like a alleged Sasquatch. You see, like, this, like, black blob splash in the yes. water. He's like, what is that? Is that a bear? <laughs> oh, we also missed a major point, uh, Tim, right before there's, we learned. There's no major hurricane. points, yes, okay. No, there is. Hurricane Elsie is arriving. Okay, it's coming. Hurricane Elsie. <laughs> it's a storm. Which, actually, if you remember, Hurricane Elsie is the same storm that wiped out Riverdale in Archie returned to Riverdale. Was it? No, I'm just lying. I'm trying to make connections that aren't there. <laughs> could have been, though. I could have fooled you. You could have, because, see, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah, previous episode, Archie returned to Riverdale. Can't, Great. Can't do that. Great episode. So Pe- we, I want people to hear our back catalog. We go to the dock where people are selling fish. Mm-hmm. There's banjo. It's like, uh, There's so much good banjo music, and they put bad banjo music in here. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, it, it looks like it's a festival down at the landing. Yes. On the lake. I guess it's a lake. It's the bayou. Yeah. It's the swamp. They're all arguing yeah, about we, who caught the heaviest fish. It's it's all they can talk about. Who's got the heaviest? Well, who caught the haul? Most most fish. It's not yeah. just one fish. They and we see Bruno, <laughs> Bruno the the bad guy because he loses. Yeah, he he gets uh, he has. Uh, let me see. I think I wrote it down. He has like thirty four pounds of fish. 
And he's all like, I, I'm the best fisher in the bayou. <laughs> Except for he doesn't have a Cajun accent. I don't know why he I did doesn't. that. Then, then Emmy Joe or no, Evie Joe and JP and fucking T-Fish waddle up with their basket. 51 pounds of catfish. They oh, win. I did write that down. That's why that yeah, says Yeah, and there's, a, there's like a fucking bidding war. All these people are like, I got me an order here for for Evie Joe catfish. And like apparently this is like a booming business. People and and when when Bruno we see loses, Bruno is he he vows to destroy them. No, well, he the kids not, mock but, him, <laughs> and he gets yeah. pissed at them. It's like you kids, yeah, they mock it. you damn kids. When I get there's something I want to bring up that's just incidental to anything. When we see like the general festive mood, like it's a little bit of a carnival sort of feeling at mm-hmm. this landing. Mm-hmm. There is a close up of someone baby bottle feeding a baby. Yeah, and I would swear to God this is not a real baby. I missed it. It's like a weird rubber baby, and like there's just someone jamming a bottle in space. I'm like, they, what? They why? Why? I'll have to go back and check why, that. Why they couldn't find a real baby? And if you can't find a real baby, it doesn't need to be a baby here. I know. Just like the, just it's so weird. Maybe the director demanded right. demanded a baby. I bet you this director, because I clearly this was a tightly directed, well run <laughs> production. He was like, yeah, no, that's all ironic. So we we do meet who I call Nelly because. Uh, Evie has a nemesis, Nellie. She's like Nellie on Little House. Her real House. name, by the way, is, yeah, she's very much Nellie from Little House. Her real name is Renee. Renee. She's got the nicest dress, the best hard candy, the best smelling toilet I'm water. Also, I'm going to say something mean, too. Yeah? She was a weird-looking kid. My my copy was so distorted, I couldn't tell. Uh, on YouTube? I should have sent did, you. I found you, a better... You found it? There was two... Oh, my God. Did you watch a different version again? Probably. <laughs> There was two versions online. Is, the first one that comes up was really unwatchable. So I uh, went down a little bit further, and there was somebody who had uploaded a pretty crisp VHS copy. Okay. Yeah, so I got to see, like, like the the kind of, like, the weird, indistinct nude scene with Don uh, Wells. Okay. I saw it very clearly. <laughs> I saw everything. I didn't have that in mind. Eddie was no, in mine. No, you did. You just didn't realize Was Eddie it. in yours? Was Eddie? Uh, no, Flo was. <laughs> Wait. Oh, no! Again! <laughs> Reference to Equinox, another great Seti Dinko episode. Uh, so the stranger Perkins, he comes into town. He's like, hey. Are you not going to talk about Renee? They put like a crab or something in her thing. They put a frog like, in her, her glass. Yeah. Typical. Actually. Oh, you thought it was a frog? I thought it was a frog. In my version, you could, it's a crawfish. Come on. Now you're. It is. It's, it's, is this a, no, it really this is, is a crawfish. <laughs> no, it's a crawfish. In my version, she runs away and she falls in a, in a tar pit. Does that happen in yours? Drowns, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then they find her in the future, and they take her bones out, and they say, "Look, an Australopithecus." <laughs> but first, they're like, "Whoa, what's this box with a frog in it, though?" This is more interesting. They're like, "Hey, it's actually a crawfish." It's singing, anyway. Oh, well, I see. <laughs> okay. So per- All right, Perkins, so let's move this spot on. Perkins comes to town and talks to. Perkins was the guy who saw possibly the Bigfoot before. Oh no, I'm sorry, Big Bay Tie. And of course, he's like, "So you, you ever have any bears around here?" And the, and the guys instantly, "No bears. What did you see?" <laughs> well, the gas <laughs> station—they do that thing. That, like, it's—I'm going to say that's the gas station because I thought you would get excited. It was at a gas station that's at the landing, but but if it's I, all the old men at the gas station. Was, and they're like, "Oh yeah." Well, just everybody like, in town hears this somehow. Do you notice the whole town starts to come over and said, "What?" Well, he asks. He, it's right at the landing. He's like, "Is there some sort of festival going on?" No, just the weekly weigh-in. Yes, yeah, but like this is that. But he was apart from them. You did not notice that when he says, "Yeah, I saw a hairy creature walking on two legs." Like the whole town starts to come over and like, "What?" Huh. you didn't notice that. I mean, 
All right. I don't know. Okay. This movie's not. Ah, ah, I believe you. You believe me? It probably ties into your story somehow, right? And they're all like, oh, no, it's that storm coming. It's driving Big Bay Tide, moving them into the town. That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's right. They actually try to make it seem like this is there's a reason for this. And it turns out Perkins is a uh, a photographer. Yep. And he's interested in documenting this for like the the Little Rock newspaper that he mm-hmm. works for. Yeah. And we also are dropped this little bit, which is kind of amazing. So Dana Plato is the daughter of Don Wells. We kind of skipped over it completely, even mentioning her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is the which is insane that we just did this because she's the top build character. Yes. Doesn't have much to do. And there is no father in this situation. We, we were wondering where that is until this point. And this is our first clue mm-hmm. because the character identifies the grandfather. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, Big Beta is the monster. He killed his son. Yeah. <laughs> and so they just I'm like, I'm like, oh, what? That's interesting. It's turning into a, re- so a revenge the, plot. Yeah. So the grandfather walks in and Perkins with like no tact whatsoever is just like, so uh, the monster killed your son. He's like, yeah. And he's very affable about it. I'm like, <laughs> he tore his arms off. Just... He wasn't worth anything after a while. It wasn't worth yeah, $2,000. I, tr- <laughs> I tried to get 2000 rupees for him. And not even that. Um, rupees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So, it's weird. Like, I'm just thinking it's an acting choice. Like, if you believe a monster killed your son, <laughs> I would bear some ill will towards Ed's monster. I wouldn't be, like, just very flippantly talking, like, yeah, he lives in the swamp. Yeah. So Perkins very, again, tactless, like, could you take me to him? And he's like, I'm an old man. I'm a, I'm north of 60. Yes. No, north of 65, he says. But Bruno, Bruno the bad guy's like, yep. I'll take you to the swamp to find Big Beta. He has quite the. Did you notice his famous line? I think this is where. No, what was it? Where people get this from. What he says: Once I shoot it, you won't have anything to brag about, old man. You didn't hear that? That that is a very famous line. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've just been walking through a cemetery <laughs> and I'll see that like etched into somebody's <laughs> memorial stone. What? Once I shoot, I see you. people. T- <laughs> They're just old man. I see. I feel, oh, oh, you're saying this old man? Oh. This is, I think I did read that this is the first time in the history of civilization that anyone ever called a person older than them an old man. Yeah, so this is, it's odd this is such an obscure and awful movie for having such a major cultural import. Also, Perkins, he uh, used to work for Big Pharma before he became a photographer. Is that true? Yeah, <clears throat> in my okay, version. And what? Uh, and? And? <laughs> They sell drugs. Yeah. Big Pharma. Okay. And what does this have to do with anything? I'm just filling in who Perkins is. Just filling. Oh, okay. Just just giving us some giving us some clue for your inevitable revenge story, huh? <laughs> so now they're making their bait. They're showing the kids how to make it, except they won't give away their secret ingredient for catfish Kool-Aid. Yep, which we don't. I mean, we know is it's it, got rotten alligator eggs. Is it what snuff? Because he, he uses snuff. I don't know. George was supposed to make a list of the possible ingredients, but he didn't. No, I was really. <laughs> I'll make it up right now. So, uh, top three to kill all, um, kill all momentum. What momentum? Momentum. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, he uh, takes the hair from the drain after Uncle Bo has had his back shaved. Okay, that's one of the ingredients. Yep. Uh, they take uh, rotten alligator eggs. We already noted mm-hmm. that, but they also take fresh alligator eggs. Oh, okay. Mix them together and like made let them fight it out. Okay. 
Yep. Uh, they take, uh, there's a tree on the property. It's a really peculiar tree. It, it, it bears fruit that resembles crabs. The crab tree. <laughs> okay. Take some of that. Jeez. Yep. See, not as easy and... as you think, is it, George? <laughs> I, I think this is, I think people are laughing uproariously at home. And uh, six so. quarts of uh, cow cum. Oof. This is the other another bit that where they took a direct nod from the original movie. Okay. Mind you, we're about a half hour into this movie, and we've seen one indistinct blurry blob, which is maybe Big Bay time. The kids take their fresh batch of catfish Kool-Aid and go into the swamp to go fishing. Mm-hmm. In the first movie, you may remember, I think we even played a little bit, there is a song. Oh, yeah. Called Hey, Travis Crabtree, about one of those aforementioned crab trees. Yep. They decide that they're going to try to do this. Capture lightning in a bottle again. These filmmakers. You want me and to? And they play this fucking song. I'll probably. You want to play some right I now? Probably will. Yeah. Down to the creek and swamp they go. Jean Paul. I I wrote down a bunch of the lyrics, but if you're going to play it, maybe we'll just let the lyrics play out. Because <laughs> it's. Garbage. Or tell me one. I didn't write them down. Jean Jean Paul T Fish Little Evie Joe. Past the trees, no, and the stumps they row to a hiding place they only know. Boggy Creek, so mean they say, not a place for little children to play. <laughs> wow. I, I fell asleep. Man, right. I wanted to fall I mean, asleep. I was like, I, this was when I was like, I was really angry at myself. Right now I fell asleep. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> held my fist in front of my face and kept running into it. Like I wanted to punish myself because of this. There's a line in there where they talk about a crocagator. Oh yeah, a crocagator man. I, heard, I was like, man, I've heard a lot of crocagators in this. And these kids just suck. But what we do see here, this is another thing they caught from <clears throat> Boggy Creek. We get as the kids come back after their awful fishing expedition. We see a little footprint on the side of the bank. And can I tell you what you and by what, little f- what I know you're going to say? What, what? It's got three toes. It's got three fucking toes. <laughs> Three-toed footprint. <laughs> they don't even. There is an amazing scene in the first Boggy Creek where a farmer who is clearly faking these things <laughs> is describing that he has found three-toed footprints all over his footprint. And the producer, Charles Pierce, actually brings a fucking primatologist or something to go look at this shit. Yes. And the guy keeps being like, and the farmer is trying to make this seem realistic. He's like, yeah, I reckon it's um, a chimpanzee. And the, and the primatologist is like, nah, chimpanzees uh, don't got three toes. And he's like, oh, oh. Well, it, it actually looks like an orangutan. The guy's like, nah, orangutans also done three toes. Here's the thing, dumbass farmer. <laughs> All primates have five fucking toes. <laughs> and the farmer's kind of like, oh. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's my favorite part of the first movie. But uh, they did get the idea of a three-toed footprint. And they don't say anything about it. No, nah, the kids don't even see it because they're I think, too I think stupid. T-Fish knew, but he can't talk. He's like, hmm. Well, because T-Fish sees the fucking monster, remember? Yeah, yeah, I know. T-Fish is going off. T-Fish, the little ugly fucking mute kid. I hate him. <laughs> Unless he's listening, in which case, hi, T-Fish. We'd like to have you on uh, the show. We would love to have you on the show. <laughs> and he's just doing some shit in the woods. And, like, you see this big furry arm reach out and almost stroke his little blonde head. Yes. And then the monster steps out, and we have just, like, this dumb, stupid kid's face. I know. <laughs> as he, he just, like... 
I, I mean, if you're mute, you could still go, ah, right? I don't know. I'm not an expert, George. I don't know either. I don't, I'm not an expert. We should, we should get some kids and make them mute and see what happens. If you have both arms, you can bang a tree with a rock or something. That's true. And he does. Instead, when he does, we just have a close-up of this <laughs> dumb kid's face yelling in, like, silence. And he takes his hands and waves them in front of him, like, yes. But he doesn't even make the air noise. He just, it's just, it, it, mm. <laughs> And they run. Yeah. And we get our first view of the monster, I guess, yes. at this point, clearer. And I'm just going to say, so the first Boggy Creek, pretty good costume. Mm-hmm. Second Boggy Creek, by far the best costume. Yeah. Best Yeti costume, Sasquatch costume, and all the many Sasquatch movies we've watched in Seti Bimco. This costume sucked balls. Yes. <laughs> like, I have right now in my basement, I have a werewolf costume that's actually like gorilla costume I wore last year. And I bought it for like 30 bucks on Amazon. I mm. put that on, I'd look about as good as this guy did. Yeah, it was... Uh, it sucked. I could almost see that zipper. Yeah. It just it, it, it was baggy around the ankles, and the, it just sucked. <laughs> so somehow T-Bone gets it across to Evie Joe, a.k.a. Dana Plato. He saw the monster, and the kids decide, well, you know, all this fullabaloo with that guy Perkins, they want to go see the monster again. Yeah, Perkins wants so pictures, gonna, and, and uh, yeah. And he's hired Bruno to take him out. They decide they're going to sneak out the next morning and follow Bruno and Perkins and see the monster. They're going to be. And there we have the plot. There's a little odd point here where Don Wells gets to show up and her cousin comes to take her to the store because the storm is coming. Remember this? Was that what the guy with the mustache was? That was her cousin? Yeah, because at first I was like, is this a date? But he said something about being a cousin. Couldn't figure out who. And also, I think later he's maybe T-Bone's dad. I don't know. but I don't know what the fuck was going on. But the two on. old men. There's also. When, when this yeah. scene happens, John is in the cab of his pickup. He's going. You're, John is the grandpa. He's like, you ready, Bo? Are you ready? He yells it like three times. And when the camera pans out, Bo is just sitting on the tailgate of the pickup truck. And he's like, yeah, I'm ready. And he starts driving real slow across the yard. And Bo is like bouncing back and forth like he might fall off. Do you remember this? I was like, what? What are you doing? I can't. <laughs> what is this activity? Because he talks to Don, and then when Don leaves, he's like, okay, you're ready? And they start driving again really slow across the yard with him on the tailgate. <laughs> I don't know. We also left at the scene where um, there is a funny, after seeing the monster and deciding they're going to sneak out, T-Fish goes running to go tell Don Wells. Oh, yeah. And they, they fucking tackle this boy. Yep. They pin him down, and they basically threaten to turn him into a gorgon. Yep, spit. They make him swear. They're like, "We will, like, if you break this, you will have snakes for your hair." Spit in his mouth. And spit in his mouth. Uh, they they uh, they pick up a big rock. They just smash his head oh, in. Geez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this movie. They, they just threaten him. They're like, "We'll cut your arms off, and you'll only be worth two two thousand rupees." <laughs> I'm so glad I came with a revenge story. That's going to be such a thing for you now. So? So then we do have one of only maybe two scenes where Don Wells gets to do shit. She just goes to the store. It, oh, what else does she do? No, because then oh. it's at night after the store. This is a big scene where, like, she's putting the kids to bed. And Dana Plato is like, Mama, what happened to Daddy? Did the monster really get him? And she's, and Don Wells, the only actor in this movie, Kind of stares into middle distance for a little. <laughs> and she's like, no, honey, it was the swamp. 
Your daddy was a great man, but he didn't fear the swamp enough. Yep. He challenged the swamp to a personal duel, <laughs> and the swamp won. That's what always <laughs> happens. <laughs> she she off the swamp, and the swamp won. She had no more questions after that? <laughs> no, and then she just, her, Don Wells kisses her goodbye, and we have a close-up of Dana, Flato, Dana Plato's dumb face, and she's like, Daddy, I miss you so much. Oh, no, actually, no. Don Wells goes, oh, Johnny, I miss you so much. And she cradles Dana Plato's dumb face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's, my, here's my notes. I don't know what this reference to. Dana Plato is a real detective. These kids are dolts. <laughs> and then every time these assholes get in the boat, that shitty song plays. We have to hear that song again. Because the next morning, the kids get in the boat again. Yep. Um long lingering shot of them trying to row their boat out. These kids clearly don't know what they're doing. Nope. It's, it's sad. I can't believe a gator, a, uh, a, a, a gator, a gator, uh, a crocodile gator. gator didn't get them long ago. <laughs> I like Aladile better though. <laughs> and then, so <clears throat> I don't know where Don Wells is. I guess she's at the store. Maybe who knows? Well, this is what happens. Uh, they go to the store. Don Wells says, mm-hmm. you stay near home. There's a storm. And as soon as they leave, yep. they're like, we're going to go follow Bruno and Perkins to find that monster into a hurricane. A hurricane's coming to the swamp. So they go out. Storm comes. We should also mention Bruno and Perkins have guns. So they're kids <laughs> following two armed trigger happy lunatics looking for a monster in the swamp. This is already like the most dangerous <laughs> thing you could do. And so the storm comes and Don Wells comes home. And wouldn't you know it? Grandpa has bumped his head. <laughs> Mysteriously, which <laughs> those two old men are always doing wacky things. <laughs> now, I had forgotten the bit you talked about where Uncle Bo is in the back. Shouldn't it have been Uncle Bo that bumped his head? Well, because he just falls out of the truck and bumps they, his head. They take turns, they like whack each other with sticks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, yeah, Charlie, who none of well, us knew who he was for the longest time, George, is like, We gotta George. take him to the hospital. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh. they either gotta take him to the hospital or look for the kids. They can't do both. They can't do yep, both. So they gotta leave the kids out in the swamp during a hurricane. But, but here is my list. <laughs> okay. Oh, list. Okay, let's hear it, Tim. Well, <laughs> all right, everybody, it's the list. It's the list for Sadie we, Bimco. We don't, yeah. we don't know how John bumped and bruised his head. Oh, these are the top three ways? The top three theories. <clears throat> Theory. Oh, Number okay. one, he was mm-hmm. trying out that new disco fad, and he hung the disco ball far too low. <laughs> All right. Number two, he forgot to wear his helmet while visiting Bo's swinging horseshoe art installation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And Go number on. three, yep. he had a violent nightmare while napping, and he hit his head on the bars of his cage. <laughs> Tim, you still got it. All right. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, bridge is out. Bridge is out. Everything's out. Yeah. Uh, Dawn Wells has a freak out when she realizes she can't get back to the kids to save them because they're out in the bayou. Yep. She goes, they're just babies. <laughs> um, and then, man, I would say conservative estimate there's like 15 minutes, maybe as much as 20 minutes of this film that's just kind of blurred out. In the rain. Because yeah. it's the kids on the rain in a hurricane, and these were not great copies. Nope. So it's just rain and blur and shrill voices of kids. Mm-hmm. I have. And what we kind of hear is 
something happens to Perkins and Bruno in the boat they're following. Well, because Bruno's like, we got to go back. The storm's too low. Yeah, and, uh, they actually do. You're right. They actually fight. Like Perkins is a villain. More so like, than Bruno. Bruno's like, yeah, Bruno, who is like we were led to believe was the idiot. He's like, this is fucking dangerous. We're on the bayou in a goddamn hurricane. Mm-hmm. And they're wrestling with like. A, like the their oar, gun, I think, or and he agrees. I don't know. I couldn't. Oh, tell. it might be the gun. It was raining. Yeah, who could tell? It, it could have been it a was severed raining. arm. I, it could have been. Could have been. Could have been a stake with rigor mortis. I know. Uh, it could have been. What else? It could have been a wizard staff, could like have, yeah. Gandalf the Gray. What else could have been, Tim? Baseball bat that. Uh, a stilt. A stilt. A, One stilt. A yeah. Uh, could have been. Uh, mm, yeah. Anyway, icicle. Icicle. Long, yeah. So they yes because apparently was, they apparently they get hit by lightning. Yes. Did you catch that? Yes. They're like, oh there's no, no, they're stunned. They're stunned by lightning. <laughs> we don't see this because that would have been well beyond the budget of this movie. So the two adults are unconscious in another boat, and like really most of this, even though there are visuals, we're just being told this by the kids screaming to each other. Yes. One of whom is mute. So it's just basically. Dana Plato yelling this to John Paul and John Paul occasionally responds. And they find a boat. They find a boat. It turns into Huck Finn. Right? Yep. Yeah. There's uh, an escaped enslaved person named Jim there. <laughs> no, it's just. Comes his best friend. No. Oh. oh it's I, just, I thought you were being... They do find a boat, though. Well, they go into the boat and they build a fire in the boat. Yeah, on a wooden boat. And, and Evie. Yeah, which seems like. This is what I hate. Dangerous. Evie stood back. She's like, she's been the leader of this whole thing, but she lets uh, John Paul make a fire. She doesn't help at all. She like stands back and lets the man. Well, she tells him to though. She's like, John Paul, make a fire. Oh, okay. She's letting the man do the men's work. I, I, well, I, I think she, that. she was, and they were both holding back for some reason, tea fish. Yeah. Which I was like, was tea fish injured or is tea fish such a little idiot that they're worried he's going to see fire and run into he it. Might. <laughs> I feel like it's the latter. Um, Just like Burning Man. And they're talking about how they need to save the men and blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, guess what pop happens? Outside, we see standing up in the water, mid, <laughs> like, like waist high, the monster. Roar, roar. And they're like, it's the monster. And I don't know what happens. He kind of just yells for a little bit. Yeah, they're like, oh, no. And then they find stuff. They're like, what is this crazy place? There's hubcaps here. There's, there's Playboy <laughs> magazines. There's Confederate flags. This is where the monster lives. <laughs> like all monsters. Um, what they do find, which is interesting, is they find uh, a bunch of bottles of catfish Kool-Aid. Yep. And they realize it's not been Bruno stealing, or whoever is boat this is, has been stealing this catfish Kool-Aid. It's the monster. I, it's the monster. It's the it. monster's boat. The monster, yeah. The <laughs> monster has a boat. Well, it's broken, George. It, it doesn't. It's it's, a, it's like it's not that broken. It's like it's a big river boat, like when Mark Twain. You know what they say about river boats? When do do they drag the men into the boat at this point? Uh, they do do that. There's they they definitely turn the men over so they don't drown in the boat. I remember that's the thing that we yes. hear. Maybe the monster drags them back. I don't know, folks. Because she knows about Here's that. Here's what's important. When that's the only thing she remembers about her father, that when he's drunk, turn him over so he you know, doesn't uh, choke on his own vomit. <laughs> well, speaking of her dad, <laughs> hey, is this dad's tackle box? Yep. 
they find their dad's tackle box. And? And inside it is his fucking diary. So? And they read his last entry, which says, Lord, do I regret ever having these children. (laughs) I'm going to disappear into the swamp and pretend to be a monster. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tim, like I mean, that's not what happens, really, folks. Like he writes about he and his friend got bit by a cottonmouth and they die. Who brings their diary but, with them fishing? That's my big question, right? <laughs> also, yeah, and like what, like so? There's a lot of questions this answers. I did honestly think at this point they were setting up that the monster was just her dad Ooh. who had gone back to the like, which would have made more sense. Yeah, yeah, like he just went feral and went back in the woods because the monster, when we do see of him, is unimpressive enough that it could just be a guy wearing a hairy suit. He went out there with Charlie Bob because he wasn't alone. Is Charlie Bob? Yeah, there was another guy who died. They found some other entries that they could read. And did you? And if you look up Wikipedia, there were other entries they didn't uh-huh. film. Because oh wow, what were they? Evie said Evie read one that said, "Day five, we're out of mm-hmm. food, and I often wake up to see Charlie Bob putting mustard on my leg." And then there's day seven. It uh-huh. says, Charlie Bob won't stop doing his Mark Twain impressions. The one where Mark Twain oh. becomes a cannibal. <laughs> and day 11, there's day 11. <laughs> says, hooray, we found some dead hippies who overdosed on catfish Kool-Aid. I'm not too proud Uh-oh. to admit we tried to tie them together to make another diary. So Charlie Bob could write another chapter. Huck di- Finn, diary. the cannibal boy. But then we realized my pen ran out of... It ends there. Wow. That, okay. Uh, serious question. Really? Serious question? So, yeah. Of the movie. Okay. So, we know that this is the monster's boat. Big Baytai. We know that Big Baytai collects things in the swamp that he eats, like he's been eating the catfish Kool-Aid we make. Do you think Big Baytai ate the corpse of the dad and his friend? Mm, well, well, we know the ending of this movie. He doesn't seem to do that. He helped. He helps well, these people. He, yeah, that's why I'm saying he doesn't kill them because we know they're dying of snakes. Oh, so yeah. either mm. we're left with two things: either like her father's soggy, or perhaps bleached bones, depending where they are, are out there in the swamp somewhere. Well, or I, I posit Big Baytai found them. Well, Charlie Bob, ate them. Charlie Bob ate uh, Evie's father. So well, they even mentioned that there's bones in there. I think, I think he, I don't, I'm not going to say Big Baytai killed them, but I'm going to say Big Baytai definitely ate whoever was left after they ate each other. Yes, okay. Okay. Catfish Kool Aid maybe mellowed him out over the years. <laughs> he gets drunk on it and then he just eats human. I think he's just a, he's just an opportunistic scavenger. He finds catfish Kool Aid, eats catfish Kool Aid. Or he, he is finds Evie's a bunch father. of crab trees. He or he's Evie's be. father. He could be. They never... And they're not mutually exclusive. Evie's father could very well eat human flesh. Yes, he could. He did. Something happened to Evie's father's friend. Yeah, so <laughs> this movie sucks. Uh, so the, the creature pushes them back to civilization in this broken down boat that I can't believe. Yeah, my floats. note is. Grunting black indistinct shape, shape <laughs> I assume is monster found the boat and his helping kids. I guess this is where I was like, wow, yeah, after school special territory. Yeah, the fucking monster drags the boat back, and you get your best glimpse of the monster in the whole movie. We never see its face. You'd, it's just a fucking guy in fur. It sucks. Yep, and everybody sees them. It's, it's like, hey, it's the kids, some kids. And also, I know it turns out the boat. Is the dad's boat oh, that's right. again leading cre- leading credence to the idea there were bones in the boat. <laughs> the monster lives in the boat. 
the dads, he, the monster ate them. Anyway. Yeah, at the end, like, you eat, uh, Don Wells is like, you're alive. And then, but she looks down and says, oh, what are these bones in the boat? And Evie says, I think Johnny? that's daddy. <laughs> Can I keep the skull? I need advice. <laughs> Why has he got no arms? So the monster drags the, in the boat. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Bruno and Perkins are also saved by the monster and the three fucking kids. Yeah. And I don't know. Everybody kind of suddenly see- talk because he counted up money. What, what? Not yet. Oh, not yet. I'm we sorry. have to get, I want to do this proper. Really? I want to do this okay. proper. Yeah. Tim, this is the big payoff of the movie. Cause then it's, it's, it's days later. And the kids are all reunited with their family. And Don Wells is like, man, I hope I got paid well for this because I barely got anything to do in this shitty movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bruno and Mr. Perkins come rowing up to their backyard. And they're like, it's Bruno. And that photographer. Oh, but they don't say photographer guy. This is why I wanted to talk about it. Uh-huh. Uncle Bo sees. He goes, it's Bruno. Bruno and that pornographer guy, Perkins. <laughs> I didn't hear that. Which was a joke, I guess. I'm like, wow, edgy <laughs> joke. G-rated fucking return to Boggy <laughs> Creek. <laughs> And then Bruno says something, which is the most bewildering line in this movie full of just garbage. Mm-hmm. I forget. Because now Bruno's a nice guy. He's very grateful to the kids for saving his life. He doesn't really remember what happened oh. with the monster because they were both stunned into unconsciousness. He goes, why don't you kids come down to my house sometime and see my Honolulu? I thought he, really? I thought he said puppies. What the f- he says puppies later. On my Honolulu? So maybe Honolulu is his dog, but oh. I'm like, is, is he... Should he be on a list? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Should he be in jail? What's a Honolulu? You shouldn't say that to a child. Was, it that, was that his dog's name, Honolulu, and his puppies? Maybe. They, it's not explained adequately to my taste. <laughs> no. It's just telling the kids to come see his Honolulu. <laughs> I don't like it, Tim. I don't like it either. I don't like it at all. I saw and, saying, uh, cut his arms off and sell him. <laughs> all right. And so Perkins is like, kids, I, I remember like a howling. Was there a monster? And Dana Plato like shrugs her shoulders around her dumb know. fat cheeks is like, I don't know. Just a <laughs> legend, I guess. I'm like, shut up, movie. Shut up. <laughs> and Bruno, because Bruno turns out to be a good guy because there's no conflict in this movie really whatsoever. He's like, uh, tell you what, down at the general store, I gave you guys a credit, 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. And Tim, you want to know what 20 bucks worth was uh, worth? And yeah. How much candy is that buy today? Tell me. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, I, have a, I have a whole bunch of factoids about this. Okay. 20 bucks is 1977 is approximately equal to $101.33 today. Ooh, wow. Pretty good. That is good. Now, T-Fish, you want to say T-Fish is big? So T-Fish, the fucking drip of a character he yes. is, who's been mute the entire time, goes... Grandpa, how much candy is twenty dollars? They're like, oh, T fish, you can talk. They, they ruffle out. his hair and yeah, fuck you, T fish. Bo, Bo has a heart attack. You know what T? I think the T stands for turd fish. <laughs> so Tim, I was like, you know, T fish, I hate you with the passion of a son, like a burning son, not like a child. Uh, but that is a good question. How much candy is twenty dollars? Yeah. I went and did some fucking research. Oh, it's a lot. I found a website, candywrapperarchive.org. Wow. Where a person has gone and records how much candy has cost, the different sizes has been over the years. So Oof. for a standard non-premium candy bar, so something like <laughs> a Hershey's oh, bar, Hershey. back then they were 1.2 ounces. Mm-hmm. 
back in 77, right? And they cost, do you want to take a guess? No, I, I should know because I used to have my money for comics and like, I can't afford that candy bars. Um, oh yeah. You were actually kind of like, you were a cognizant being in 77. You might remember this. Was it f- 50 cents? No, 20 cents. Wow. Is that, hmm. Which I thought was actually quite expensive. I thought it would have been a lot less back then. So the question, and this actually works out very easy with the math. 20 cents, they have $20. That buys 100 candy bars. Their teeth are going to be rotted Which is enough. Well, give that kid such a case of diabetes. (laughs) Which could tie this all together with our thing. Like, So we can safely assume that T-Fish, after eating 100 candy bars immediately goes into some sort of like shock and has his arms and legs amputated. (laughs) He's not even worth (laughs) it. Are we going right to revenge or do you have more? Let's just go. No, I'm done. Let's just go to fucking revenge. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. Revenge. One of us will die. die. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. So revenge. The question was the character most likely to start their day with the distinct feeling <laughs> a Sasquatch is in their outhouse. I did not plan this, people. They are Sasquatch. No, but based. but they're all Sasquatch related. So um, inexplicably, this movie was no, devoid of no, outhouses. Oh, I'm so sad about that, too. No outhouses. Yeah. Not one. Oh, the water table's pretty high here. These all these were real swamp dwellers. Yeah. I assume they just are the sort of people who just hang their bottoms <laughs> off the uh, the railing and just deposit it forthwith into the swamp. Don't be mean to our, our Arkansas listeners. No, I think I'm not mean. I'm mean to the people in this movie. Okay, yes, the people in this movie. So, so yeah. Well, who do you think? Well, I think it would be a contest between John and Bo because they'd be arguing. Like I wake up mm. more often with with big uh, what's his name? Big bow tie. Big bow tie. Big bay tie. Big bay tie. Big bay tie. And John's tie. like, the big fuck? bow tie. You're saying that wrong. And Bo's like, I call him what I want to call him. And John's like, well, you. And and adding to their one-upmanship, like Arizona oh. grass rabbit in a nor in a New York uh, cab cabby in a cab New York cab. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, Tim. <laughs> so they would argue. and the two of them, of course, they yeah, and they this. and. Their one-upmanship, which I'm going to one-up you, uh, <laughs> they each claim to have a more distinct feeling about the outhouse. Yes. Well, I reckon I had a very distinct feeling there was a Sasquatch in the outhouse. Mm-hmm. And Uncle Bo was like, I had an even more distinct feeling. <laughs> one might say it was almost concrete. And then Grandpa was like, well, my feeling was so much more distinct than that. It was palpable. It was pulsating mass at the edge of my Jeez. perception. Okay. And then it just kept going on and on like that until the two locked eyes and then finally gave in to their forbidden passion. That's okay. And started nibbling on each other's corners. <laughs> the end. And John said, at least let me out of my cage if you're going to nibble my feet. <laughs> he, said, he said, you're not allowed to keep banging your head. There, I was gonna oh. ruin it, and then they smoke cigarettes. Happy, yeah, yeah. Let's drink. Let's, let's do something worse, Tim. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> you carve a pumpkin right. like a Picasso's like brother, and grew up in in, in Sweden. <laughs> I don't know. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> 
Cut it all out. Cut Picasso's every Castle's brother. Let's cut out. Let's cut out every joke that doesn't work in this episode. <laughs> and people are like, "That's weird." Seti Bimco's only five minutes this month. This week, that's weird. I guess it's a Halloween announcement. <laughs> Spooky out there. You want to do your sequel first? Yeah, I'll do my sequel first. All right, play the music. Uh, okay, pushing the button. All right, there it goes. All right, uh, listen to those dulcet tones. <clears throat> all right, so look. It's no secret that this movie was a disappointment. It was such a disappointment that the original director of the first Boggy Creek, Charles Pierce, he made a sequel called Boggy Creek 2 years later, Mm -hmm. completely disregarding this film. Everyone was upset, and no one was more upset than a young man named Travis Crabtree. Oh, yeah. Travis Crabtree was one of the Crabtrees in the original film. He was the one, he was actually the only Crabtree that actually performed under his own first name. The other Crabtrees inexplicably changed their first names, keeping the last names. Very brave. Not smart people, the Crabtrees. <laughs> he spends a day in the swamp. He goes out and eats beans. He cooks. Hey, Travis Crabtree. It's a great song. Uh, put it in here again? Yeah, do it again. Everybody, I mean, it's a classic. It it's a fun, I mean, as much as a Seti Bimco song can ever be a classic, this is a classic. And this movie, he goes, you know, the crab trees, they're all in Fook. Mm-hmm. They're all excited. They're like, finally, like that was the first one. Such a boon to our local economy. And they go and see this thing. And they are mad. Mm-hmm. They're like, this big bay tie? What the fuck is this bullshit? Why is Don Wells, her nude scene was was perfunctory and blurry. We could barely see it in our copy. True. These kids suck. Who's this guy, Eddie? Who's this guy, Eddie? What's with this party in the woods? Reference to Equinox. They take their revenge, but the revenge, Tim, it's already present in the movie. I point our attention, listeners and co-host, to the three-toed footprint oh, we see. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> go back and listen to our our first episode. No, our second episode about the first movie, Boggy Creek, The Legend. Okay. Continue. Born, whatever the hell it's called. No, that's the second oh. one. Oh, the first Boggy <laughs> Creek, The Legend of Boggy Creek. Oh, guys, I haven't eaten. I'm crashing. I'm crashing. Are you, talk- um, are you talking about <laughs> Shriekly Mutilated with the Yeti in upstate New York? No, no. <laughs> I'm talking about a specific real person whom we met in the original Boggy Creek, a farmer named Herb Jones. Herb Jones, Herb Jones, who was a tough old river rat who lost half his foot in a boating accident <laughs> where he shot it off. Yes. There was much speculation as to what sort of boating accident involves shooting your foot off. But we decided that the three-toed footprints were actually made by none other than Herb Jones. True. And sure enough, it was Herb Jones seeking revenge on the characters of this film for completely omitting his good family, his good family friends, the yeah. Crabtrees. Herb Jones is, you know, a Crabtree by marriage. Right. He married uh, Edna May Crabtree. Okay. <laughs> she, you know, she took the Jones name. So he's skulking about this entire movie. He sees their shoddy Bigfoot costume. He sees this crap that they're doing. He sees the good name of Boggy Creek being dragged through the literal mud as he walks around on his hobbled feet. And right after the movie ends, he sneaks into the homestead of these people and he drags little tea fish into the swamp. What? Yeah, he throws them in a wood chipper. What? <laughs> and Tim, we were wondering what the secret ingredient was oh. <laughs> for catfish Kool-Aid. 
It's liquefied tea fish. Well, how was it, how were they making it before? They they used his vocal cords. Time travel. It keeps growing back. (laughs) But now there's nothing. (laughs) And Herb Jones, to revenge (laughs) the appalling lack of crab trees in this garbage movie, which was about as scary as what's the least scary thing you could think of? Um, the least scary thing. The least scary thing. Wow. I'm scared by everything. Everything scares me. Herb Jones. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Herb Jones was an avatar for me. And the, the, the sheer disgust I felt at this unscary movie, which we, we wasted a Halloween on this crap. Yep, we did. So he killed T fish because I hate T fish. I won't come down hard on you about that, but the end. No, you should. I, I deserve to be castigated for this. This movie was poo poo. Halloween. It's scary. I'm scared of everything. That's Halloween. Were you scared of this, though, Tim? <laughs> I was scared. No. My wife might see me watching it. Yeah, I could see that. I would be scared if other people witnessed me watch it. like, what the fuck are you I doing I pulled my, my shades down. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, if I watch Nudie Cuties, I leave the shades open. But watching this, I was like, better make sure I would rather <laughs> go To call back to a previous episode, I would rather have to watch a Nudie Cutie <laughs> On a crowded commuter train again, <laughs> then have to watch this movie. That was a day. Your name's on a list. Man. Okay. Yeah, I'm let me Amtrak the Amtrak has me under observation now. Let me get through my All right, you do your revenge story. I'm yeah. gonna do it better this time. Than me? Than me. I only oh, compete okay. with myself. Like, That's my only competition. That's the only true competition in life, George. Yeah, that's very zen compete of you. Compete with yourself. That's very what? Zen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go around the the rock, not through the rock. Pick up the rock, throw it <laughs> at T Fish's head. So, who wants revenge? So we got Bruno, as you so as you so uh, pointedly pointed at. He's, su- so he's pointedly super pointed. friendly with the family, and he's like, "Come on down and check out Honolulu." And I thought he said, "And my puppies." And uh, you know, Joe Bob and. Whoever, like, oh, that's, uh, they, they said, that's mighty nice of him, but he still ain't getting our secret formula to catfish Kool-Aid. Do you remember that? They did say that. I'm not yes. putting you on. Yes, they did. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, you're right. So. Folks, I'm not just yes-handing him. This is an <laughs> actual moment in this turd of a movie. Because if you remember, they thought Bruno was stealing this formula. And, and yeah, it turns fish. out Bruno was not. It was the monster who was probably really their dad. So anyway. But anyway. So Bruno, he gets them kids down to his place to look at the pups. His dog. <laughs> like he gets them kids. Honolulu's <laughs> yeah. pups, presumably. Like you promised. And Perkins is back yep. in town. He's there so he can oh. try to take some pictures of the creature again, so he says. This is this sounds really disturbing already. Now the fact that T-Fish can talk is kept a secret because his family still wants the government money to send him to that special speech school. It's got nice lunches, nice breakfasts. Uh-huh. So... And T-Fish, you know, he, he's an annoying little kid. And he's very nosy. And while Ellie and that other kid are playing with puppies, he sneaks into the farm. And once you know it, T-Fish finds plans laying around the barn about how Bruno and Perkins only made friends with John and Bo, so his, uh, you know, with his family, so he could steal the formula to catfish Kool-Aid and, se- I have a question. and sell the formula, wait, to Big Fishma. Big Fishma. Oh, that's your Big Farmer <laughs> yes. reference. What's I have a yeah. question. Uh, T-Fish is almost certainly illiterate. What are these plans written in that he can understand? 
It's just photos, the, like the, like the drawings of in Lockhorn comics, so that he can okay, Lock- he can oh. decipher them. <laughs> That's all he understands. Okay. He only understands <laughs> middle aged cu- middle a child middle aged couple yes. married and hating each other. <laughs> so all right, got he it. He finds these plans. They're going to make millions selling this to Big Fishma. So Bruno comes along and sees T Fish reading it, and he's like, "Ha! Those are my old diaries. I'm not planning to steal the formula anymore. Ha ha ha!" And so. Uh, and T-Fish goes away, and uh, Bruno's like, he can't talk, so what's it matter? You know, he's not going to tell on me. But as T-Fish and Evie and that other kid get in their boats to leave, T-Fish yells out, goodbye, Mr. Sneaky Man Bruno. And Bruno's like, god dang it. And he stamps on his hat and everything. And he tells Perkins that their plans are ruined. That kid's going to tell on him. And Perkins says, well, we'll get revenge on that kid. I got some medical books from when I worked at Big Pharma. And that book has a whole chapter about how if you scare a kid bad enough, you can cause him to lose his voice. This is true. <laughs> so they know they're no longer afraid of uh, the Boggy Creek monsters. So they get some old pig skins and they make themselves alien masks. And they go out Ooh. in the swamp the next day to scare them kids good, especially T-Fish. So he'll lose his voice. Yes. Are the pig masks, uh, are they Gamorrean guards from Return of the Jedi? Yeah, exactly. Wow, this movie was done before. This came out the year Star Wars. Well, they're they're see you're tricking me. They're from the uh, cantina. Name name two aliens from the cantina. Moma and Nadon. <laughs> yeah, that's what who is the hammerhead. That's what they look like. <laughs> and uh, uh, Panda Boba, Walrus Man. Yes. Yep. So they go out to scare them kids, but wouldn't you know it? Another storm came in. It was a really bad storm. It was a storm. Uh-huh. Uh, Linda Jean. Lin, not not storm E Daniels. Or E Daniels. I'm not sure. Storm E Daniels. Mm. E Daniels. Oh, it's storm, what if it was it's storm uh, stormy Daniels? <laughs> oh, stormy. It's actually storm precious waters. That's what they called it. But, That's basically. Yeah. <laughs> the storm comes, and Bruno and Perkins, uh-huh. they were never uh-huh. seen again. Can you believe that? It wasn't until Ellie and T-Fish and the other kid were fishing later that year, they found Bruno's diary. Oh, that just was it in a tackle box in the boat? Didn't see this coming, yep. And it's all waterlogged and marked, and, you know, it, it's hard to read, but Ellie can read a few pages, and she reads it to, to T-Fish. Now do it as Lockhorn Comics. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it as Ellie. <laughs> well, okay. it says here. I can't do it. Yeah, do it, do it. No, come day, on. Day seven. We were on an island where we found dead hippies left over from a music festival. All hope seems lost. And then she can't read anymore, and it's like, day 11. Perkins won't stop doing his cannibal Mark Twain impression. I fear he may try to put ketchup on me in my sleep. <laughs> day 15. <laughs> we found more dead hippies who overdosed on catfish Kool-Aid. I had an idea, and we tied them together as a boat. But I'm afraid we were too arrogant. We shouldn't have christened the dead hippie boat the unsinkable tied together Tannic. Two days out, we hit a century's once in a century iceberg. All of us went into the water. And then she's like, it's all blurry here, but day 20, Bruno continues. Day 20. Can you do this as Quint from Jaws? Then the gators came. They got black eyes. All of us went in the water, <laughs> like, and like the gators eyes. came. Black eyes, like doll's eyes. We punch. H-E-V. We kick the water. Sometimes they go away. Sometimes they don't. Day four, I saw my friend, a guy who liked to play in baseball. <laughs> I reached over to grab him, and he bobbed up. It was only half. 
The gators he, got the wrist. He had no arms. He was only worth $200. I put, I put a $20 on him and shoved him <laughs> off and said, that's more than you're worth now, armless, legless guy. I, I. <laughs> Day 22, Bruno writes, we sure should have brought a bigger hippie boat. And then that's all. Oh, wow. <laughs> Gonna need a bigger hippie boat. So Evie, I don't know. I did this, Quint. That's <laughs> yes, that's that's not Quint's line. And Evie says to T-Fish, "I guess the crocodators ate him." Crocodators. <laughs> and she looks at at, at T-Fish, and he's got that face with his mouth wide open, like he can't scream. She's like, "What's oh, the matter, T-Fish? Don't tell me you got so scared you lost your voice again." She looks up into the sky, and she goes, "No." And, uh, that's ironic. That's ironic. He what? lost his voice because he heard this scary story of how they died. T-Fish ironically lost his voice hearing that story. I thought... T-Fish. Yeah, okay, wow. When Do he, I need to When say she looks again? in the sky... No, no. I think it's better that we capture my reaction, my honest <laughs> reaction. I thought there was something scary in the sky behind them. Oh, no. It's just Evie going, no. Lost, lost okay. your voice again. Yep. Yeah. But there is a little... Just one sentence here, George. One add-on. All right, let's hear it. Fear not. Okay. All right. Later, when All he right. was 20, right. he got his voice back. Yeah. And he loved talking oh. and singing so much. He formed a band oh. called Hootie and the T-Fish. But they never made it. the big time due to all the band members getting addicted to catfish Kool-Aid. And the movie's right. called A-Fish, T-Fish, Redfish, Catfish. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you kind of, I got to say, you kind of saved it with the title. <laughs> kind of. Listeners, if you listen to this with us and you know something about, did this movie get a theatrical release? Are you of an age where you can remember being an excited child going to see this fucking movie because you had seen the original Boggy Creek? Can you describe to us what your disappointment was? <laughs> Write to us at setibimco at gmail.com. There's an E at the end. Like So next week. I mean, so, oh. I mean, is there a next week? Are we even continuing this anymore after this? <laughs> Only if you have time. Yeah. Well, so uh, so next week, November, do we have a themed month for November? No. God, no. Mm. <laughs> All right. What's the movie we're watching next week, Tim? Well, th- we do have a theme oh. for November, because November, you chop up oh. a turkey eventually, r- eventually, right? Yeah, if you're a carnivore. So the movie if you're a blood mouth. we're going to watch in the first week of November is called The Choppers. The it's only an hour long. It's on Tubi. It's, I'm sorry. It's from the 50s. I hate you. It's going to be about fucking motorcycles, right? <laughs> so it's going to be fucking reedy, Timmy music. Cars. Teenagers. Uh, no, so 40-year-olds. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. They're teenagers. Yep. Happy end of October. Happy Halloween. I'm sorry I found the least scary movie we've possibly ever done on SETI Bimco to celebrate Halloween. Let me open up the mailbag. Oh, do we have mail? Not right. Well, just, just some people trying to guess what that catchphrase was. but Just the competition, but, but we're not doing that yet. But no, no, no fan mails? No. <laughs> All right. Don't make me say it. No. <laughs> That's it. No one loves Sidney Vimco. Please write in. Please. For the love of God. It's okay. Write in. More time for us to talk. No, it's not okay. No, we need somebody to save us from this. All right. All right. Do you want to say anything before we go? Nah, man. We might as well say goodbye. All right. And I can put, yeah. And oh, you know what? I'll, next week, 
tune in. I'll tell you an embarrassing story about something I bought on QVC home shopping long ago. Aren't you, aren't nice. you curious? Nice. There's an George? incentive to come in. Aren't you curious? I everybody? am. It's embarrassing. It's geeky. There you go. Okay. All right. Let's go. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Like us us on Instagram. Uh, Love us on Twitter. No, not Twitter. Like us on Instagram. Love us on YouTube. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. George, do you remember? Yeah. The first yep. time you got a toy out of a cereal box? No. Oh, wow. I do. It was a sticker. What was Glow it? Glow in the dark. Uh-huh. One of those cra- Snap Crackle or Pops. Don't uh-huh. make me be racist, but all elves look alike to me, so I don't know if it was Snap Crackle or Pop. You're fucking racist. Maybe it was Legolas. But I put him in the closet, and he, he uh-huh. after you hit him with light, he glowed in that closet for years. That's all. I'm just telling you. Glow in the dark. What? I'm just looking around. I thought you were maybe trying to distract me so somebody could sneak up and kill me. All right.